When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Friday, and I'm here with Anna Navarro. This is Behind the Table. All right. Hello, Anna. It is Friday. I'm happy it's Friday. How are you doing? I'm okay, Brian. Always good to see you. We missed you last week because we had Susie Essman here and we we, uh, messed with the uh, order, but very happy to have you. She's terrific. And I love the relationship with Joy and her. It's really good. Um, All right. So uh, we got some news to catch up with with you since you haven't been here in a minute. Senator Mitch McConnell announced that he was stepping down as Senate Republican leader this week when his term is over. What does that mean for the GOP? I think we don't know the answer to that quite yet. Um, First, it means that the longest serving uh, Senate majority leader, minority leader is retiring. This is a guy who really knows how to operate the Senate. He Mm -hmm. just knows the parliamentary procedures. He's he knows how to get things done. And, you know, I know some people hate him. I uh, actually I don't know anybody who loves him, but I know some people (laughs) hate him. But I see Mitch McConnell as somebody that has um, been able to tamper the MAGA wing of the Republican Party in the Senate. Joe Biden has been able to get some bipartisan legislation, big pieces of legislation through because of Mitch McConnell. Now, I'm not telling you Mitch McConnell is is free from from sin and from controversy, right? right? What he did with the Supreme Court, with Merrick Garland, with all of those things. Look, I think he's 82 years old. He's had some very serious health issues. This is a man who's had health issues his entire life. He had polio mm-hmm. when he was a child. He had that big fall uh, that left him with a concussion or something. And right. we saw him freeze in public a couple of times. So obviously his age has begun to show. And then something that didn't get much press but um, happened was that his sister-in-law, young woman uh, in her early 50s, uh, so Elaine Chow's sister, died. Had a, There was an accident in their ranch in Texas. Yeah. And she somehow drove into into a lake at the at the property, and I think it's it was one of these things that just shook the hell out of him and makes you be yeah. introspective. Uh, so I think you know I think it's a it's a bunch of different things. Um, I know some of the you know there's now this battle of the three Johns, mm-hmm. John Cornyn, former judge, current senator from from Texas, John Thune, uh, and John Barrasso. Um, I hope, frankly. Uh, Barrasso is probably the most conservative. Uh, I think Cornyn and Thune uh, will kind of keep it, uh, keep the Senate in the same vein uh, as as McConnell. I just hope it doesn't fall into the hands of some of these very destructive, uh, blow everything up type of MAGA senators like, you know, a Josh Hawley, mm-hmm. a Ted Cruz, a Tom Cotton, uh, um, you know, what's the guy from... Kentucky for the other guy from Kentucky. What's his name? 
Oh, uh, Rand Paul. Thank you. Something like that. You know, so let's see. So we're so until we know who's going to take over. We don't know what it means. We don't know what it means for the right. Republican Party. All right. So obviously there's more to come on this and we'll be talking about it. And glad mm-hmm. to have you here for your perspective on it for sure. Um, I know that we've been talking about IVF a lot this week um, after Alabama lawmakers had to rush to protect IVF services after fertility clinics shut down in the wake of a state court ruling that frozen embryos are children. It's been a big co- topic of conversation on the show. How do you feel about all this? I'm I'm just so horrified at the consequences of the Dobbs decision, which we keep seeing, and they are frankly worse and worse. I, you know, this is yet another consequence of overturning Roe v. Wade. We have seen women have to carry children uh, with you know that are going to die uh, to term. We have seen ten year olds who can't get abortions who've been victims of incest, victims of rape. I mean, it's just one more horror that we are seeing as a consequence of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I also I'm struck and flabbergasted by the lack of fundamental understanding by some of these people making legislation regarding IVF and making judgments and rulings regarding IVF of in vitro fertilization and what it means and what the process is. Look, I've I went to fertility clinics. Al and I went to fertility clinics. I was in my 40s by the time I went. So I didn't have that many eggs left. And you have to go through such a process just to harvest those eggs. A woman has to get on hormones. It's very costly. It, you know, screws up with your emotions because you're on hormones. It screws up with your physical well-being. Um, you've got to be giving your sh- yourself these shots. And then they harvest these eggs and they try to harvest as many eggs as possible and create as many embryos as possible in order to give you a fighting chance because that you, you know, if you want one baby, that doesn't mean you make one, one embryo. Yeah. It means you make as many as you can so that if one doesn't attach, if one doesn't survive, if you have a miscarriage, you've got another embryo to, to try to do this again. And, you know, one of my uh, best friends, went, she's got two children, both through in vitro fertilization because her husband had cancer had prostate cancer and was going to get treatment that was going to leave him infertile. And so he had to, they had to create these embryos before uh, he went through that treatment. What this means for people going through cancer treatment, men and women that leave them infertile, who then, who create as many eggs as possible so that they can have a chance, it's downright cruel. It's stupid. It's based in ignorance. I am so troubled by the confluence of um, religion and law. That's not what America is based on. America is a country where there is a separation of church and state. I just think it's stupid all around, and I hope that people carry this outrage and that women in particular come out and vote and, and channel this outrage and anger to votes in November because the only thing standing between a national abortion ban and the United States is Joe Biden. You know, there, there's and then we see things like um, this this week in Congress, the Senate, Tammy Duckworth, who is the veteran, that senator, she had babies through IVF. She tried to introduce a national uh, a federal law, a national law protecting IVF. And a Republican senator, a woman, Hyde Smith, was uh, blocked it. 
I mean, that's just uh, incomprehensible to me. And I, you know, and I know that there's people who think, oh, they don't have the votes for a national abortion ban. Oh, they don't have the votes uh, to declare uh, embryos or babies on a federal level. Well, I'm old enough to remember when we thought that there was going to be no way that Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned. Well, it, it seems like to me, and, and tell me if you feel this way too, but things that we took for granted that were, you know, you're being ridiculous if you're worried about this, are all being chipped away and you find out that, oh, actually, we weren't being ridiculous over and over and over again. I mean, even, so obviously forever, Roe Wade seemed safe. It seemed like there's nothing to worry about. And then the idea, even when Roe went down, the feeling was that IVF is safe. People won't worry about that. And it makes you really question the ground you're standing on because there's really nothing that seems completely protected. I think that if you think anything is safe, uh, you're you're just living in a in a gullible bubble that I'm not living in because I don't think anything is safe. I don't think, particularly because I'm in, I'm in Florida, right? Right. History isn't safe. Diversity isn't safe. Equality isn't safe. Uh, homosexual relationships and democracy isn't safe. I mean, it's just you know. So I think that the only thing that can help us is electing people who understand and who want to be part of protecting these rights, not chipping away at them. Yeah. Well, President Biden got some laughs this week on Seth Meyers. Um, that was something that came after we had the conversation at our table that they needed to get him out there more, that people needed to see him. And and that's exactly what happened. He went on a late night talk show, which is a longstanding tradition for presidents. What, what did you think of the appearance? I thought he was really, really good. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he so looked good. Uh, I thought he was very good, and I really liked this angle uh, that they hit upon. Uh, one is that he took a little shot. He mocked uh, Trump mm-hmm. a bit, right? He said, okay, yeah, I'm old, but uh, the other guy doesn't even remember his wife's name. Mm, yeah. Then we saw, I don't know if you saw it, but Trump's yesterday Trump put out a, an unhinged video because that really got under his skin. I mean, the only thin part about Trump is his skin. <laughs> and and then I think this 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 angle of um my, I may be old but my ideas are not and Smart. the Republican party and the other guy wants to take us back 50 years to to when there were no reproductive rights, to when there was no equality, to I think that's a very smart angle. Look, I, I you've heard me say this before. Joe Biden is not going to get younger. The issue is not going to weigh. I think he needs to lean into it. I would like to see him give a, an age speech in the same way that Mitt Romney gave a religion speech, mm-hmm. that uh, John F. Kennedy gave a religion speech, being the first Catholic running, that Barack Obama gave a race speech. These are issues that are in voters' minds, not going away. I'd like him to say, look, this is not about my past. This is about our children's and my grandchildren's future. This is, I don't, this is not about me. He needs to start talking less about why he deserves to be president again, which he does. He's Mm -hmm. passed enormous legislation. But don't talk about why I deserve to be president. I want to hear from him why he wants to be president and, and have him be forward looking and uh, what he wants to do, not what he already did, which were which are big things that he did. Mm -hmm. But I think people want to hear from him future, not past. And I think he needs to lean into this. I keep saying uh, to the campaign that they should do some ads where they 
feature people the same age as Biden who are doing amazing things. You know, um, Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. I'm 80 years old and I'm young enough to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know, Mick Jagger. I'm 80 years old and I'm young enough to be touring around the world singing rock and roll. Hell, mm -hmm. Joy, Joy Behar could do it. I mean, Martha Stewart. I'm 80 years old and I'm young enough to be a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Right. I mean, we could, you know, we could go on and on and on um, and just lean into it. It's not going away. No, it's not going away. And um, I, I personally am a big fan of just putting them out there, letting people see for themselves, because otherwise, it, you know, it allows them to create this narrative that he's hiding in the basement, that he can't get, you know, when you put him on a talk show. Listen, we have actors and actresses that come on that are 25 years old that don't do as well on a talk show that Joe Biden did on, on Seth. Hopefully he'll come here and we'll see him. And, he's and done well the times he's been here before. Yeah, absolutely. Always. Always. Um, I right. actually think he does better when he is speaking extemporaneously than when he is reading a teleprompter. Yes. I, I think uh, the stutter mm -hmm. uh, gets to him when he's reading a teleprompter. I think it's harder for him to read. Yeah. No, I, I, I think uh, when he's natural having a conversation, I think that's the best of him. And again, with the times he's been here... When I've spoken to him off camera, and, and it's been a couple of years, but when he was here, I mean, just absolutely um, impressive and, and compassionate and just really wonderful to, to chat with. So hopefully he'll come back here soon. We'll be right back after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' Group Text Podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. All right. So er earlier this week, 
we got some great listener questions. Uh, Joy answered this one, and I'm very curious to get your your answer on it. Greg, a teacher in Florida who said immediately, yes, I'll accept all condolences for that, wrote in and asked, with the Moms of Liberty group making so much noise, why do you think similar progressive groups are not as loud? I just think that Republicans and right-wingers in, in general are better at sticking to one message to one narrative and not letting go of that bone, uh, you know, and they all kind of sing from the same hymnal. If they're all saying, OK, we're all going to go against uh, CRT. Everybody does it in every state. We're all going to go against uh, uh, gender surgery for teens. Everybody sticks to that message. We're all going to talk about Hunter Biden. Everybody sticks to that message and they stick to it consistently over and over again. Whereas I see from the left that everybody's kind of saying whatever they want, whenever they want, and there's no consistency right. of message. But I agree with this caller. I think you're right. And we said with Joy, it's also easier to be uh, against something than for something. It's easier to make noise when you're against something and to, to, to I'm going to burn all the books. I mean, you're going to get attention when you say that. And I feel like the, the progressives try to play by the rules more to their detriment, which I understand why they're trying to be to be good. But I think it's progressives also can't seem to get into agreement. It's, yeah. um, you know, I, I always feel about Democrats and now, you know, having been a very staunch Republican and now supporting Biden. So kind of seeing things from different perspectives. Progressives always want perfection, mm-hmm. whereas Republicans don't care. <laughs> right. Republicans will vote for the guy, even though he's clearly incoherent, even though he says crazy things, even though evangelicals will vote for the guy, even though they heard him boast about grabbing a woman by her privates yeah. and committing sexual assault because they will line up progressives. They want perfection. He's not good enough on this. He's not good enough for that. Let's protest against him. You don't see Republicans doing that. All right. Let's go to some hot topics that you missed this week. Um, the first one we had, the great plus one debate. A couple was having a small destination wedding and didn't invite plus ones for their guests. Is it wrong not to give plus ones to a wedding even for married guests? Yes. yes. It's, well, first of all, it's even more wrong for married guests. Yes. You you definitely can't do it for married guests. I think you shouldn't do it for single guests either. See, I agree with you about that. So weren't you denied a plus one once at a wedding? I was with someone we work with. We're not going to name who that person is. But um, I was young and I was not in a serious, serious relationship. But I was very annoyed about this because, you know, when you're dating, having a, a wedding to go to is like a kind of good. It's a it's a good setup. You know, it's like a I, good date. It's a good date. You're dressed like, up. Yeah, you're exactly. Dancing, There's free booze. It, it's yeah, it's it's a nice setup for you. And um, I was not given a plus one and I was a little bummed about it. And this this is uh, How something. How young were you? I was probably I hadn't met my wife yet. So I was probably 25, 26. Yeah. And so and you, when you go to a wedding single, who do you dance with? What do you do? Exactly. Just, I, well, they also say weddings are a great place to meet people. And I guess that could be true. It was not true for me at this wedding. But uh, yeah, you're kind of sitting in the corner talking to people's husbands and stuff. It's not it's not the best. No, I no. don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I mean, you know, we're going to get I wasn't actually invited to your wedding, but that's fine. That's fine. Well, I'm not going to talk about that. It's all right. It's all right. You know, <laughs> that being said, your wedding was cool. Um, yeah. All right. So moving on. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow is my wedding anniversary. Oh, five years. You're I can't the lead. How is that? 
Five I, years, wow. I can't believe five years uh, have gone by. So God knows what my husband has planned because, you know, he's Mr. Romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Now, do you have anything planned, or is this the husband's job? To I'm so beat up right now. No, yeah. I always plan everything because I'm I'm just a better planner. Mm-hmm. Um, he really he Al doesn't even know how to make a reservation at a at a at a, at a right. restaurant. Really, when he wants to do something special, he usually calls my best friend, <laughs> Lee who, who can get any reservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Lee's Lee's currently. I got a ski resort in Switzerland, despite the fact that he doesn't ski just because he's being fabulous, whatever. So so Al would have to be on his own making a reservation, which probably means we end up like at Popeye's. Well, I think fifth is that's significant. Five years is what is a fifth? I'm trying to remember what like the modern and uh, let's see. Let's look, look up right now. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So here we go. Wood is the traditional gift for the fifth anniversary. Wood. All right. So wood. Could he carve something for you? Oh, no, please. no. It can give you like a kayak? I don't know. We'll have to think of something for this. Kayaks are not made of wood. No? What's made of wood? Aren't there boats made of wood? What are they? What's made of wood? Let me think about yeah, What can I get that's made Google. of wood that I actually want? Um, looks like platters. People have platters. Oh. How about a nice cheese board? I want a cheese board. You don't want a cheese board? All right. We'll move on. But, um, well, happy anniversary. That's exciting. Does it feel like longer, less time? Five years feels like five years. It's also been, listen, it's been t- a tough five years because yeah. it's been covid you know, Al got COVID, was in the hospital for that, has had, you know, uh, all sorts of challenges. We we all I think COVID um, was a was a big stress for a lot of relationships because people were at home mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. So for me, it was a huge change. He actually says it was his favorite time when I was that he says that those COVID years were his favorite time. I That's think sweet. he's like hit himself falling on his head every time he says well, that. Well he was getting doted on. He liked it. Yeah, I understand. He that. was getting taken care of. Yeah. I was making doing food Instagrams. He mm-hmm. we gained forty pounds. You got to wear those turbans Jeez. on the air because you couldn't get your hair done. I couldn't get my <laughs> hair done. I couldn't right. I couldn't you know I gave away those turbans. Really? I went I gave those turbans away to um to a lady, uh, the the mother of a friend of mine who was going through uh, chemo and lost all oh, her hair. Oh, that's really nice. That's yeah. A great Every now and then I do a nice thing. You're a good person. I mean, not not frequently and yeah. not regularly, mm-hmm. but every now and then something, yeah, I, I, I decide to be The secret is you're a nice. softie under it all. Um, all right. We got one more hot topic here to ask you about. We were talking yesterday on the show about a new study that found there are pros to being a gossip. A study found that people collaborate better as a group and provide useful information about someone as long as the gossip is honest. Do you have any thoughts about this? Mm, I'm really not that interested in gossip. I mean, gossip is not my, I mean, like, you know, except if I'm gossiping with Lee because we just laugh mm-hmm. at everybody and everything. So we make jokes about everything. Um, but, um, I mean, I, you know what I do like? I like Real Housewives gossip. Like, I like to watch Real Housewives because they there's all this gossip always about yes. themselves and on air. Um, I had lunch this week with a friend of mine who was in Miami, mm-hmm. Hillary Rosen, and with Martina Navratilova. Uh, we were all together at the South Beach Wine and Food Festival last weekend oh, uh, at the Drag Brunch. Yeah, one of my favorite events. And then we decided to have lunch because, you know, at a Drag Brunch, you're not doing much talking. <laughs> So it was me and the power lesbians. And uh, <laughs> Martina's wife uh, came by who's on Real Housewives. And so I, I kind of enjoy their gossip because their dysfunction and their conflicts and their issues are really interesting, a lot more interesting to me than people, you know, in my uh, in my circles. What did we learn? 
I ain't going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> but there was good All I know is I'm trying to get... So Julia, Martina's wife, uh, is now really into opera. She's singing... You know, she started singing opera as, as a gift to Martina when Martina got over the... The cancer. Remember, mm-hmm. Martina yeah. had throat cancer and breast cancer. Right, right, right. And she's doing well now. She's doing well. That's she great. had proton treatment. She's doing great. And um, and she looks great. I, I, I saw Martina um, when she was in the midst and the throes of the treatment. We had dinner here. And boy, you know, she looks so bad. So for me to see her looking as well as she does oh, as now great. and having gotten past it is wonderful. But Julia is um, Julia Martinez's uh, uh, wife. I can't pronounce her na- last name. is is Russian. Mm-hmm. She was the last Miss USSR. In fact, oh wow, when she, there was a USSR, right? So yeah. she held it for two years because then the USSR, the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. was disbanded, right. and she was and she remained uh, Miss USSR for uh, two years. And um, she's like a, this farmer too. She's like Farmer Jane. Farmer Julia, she's got goats and cows and all this stuff. But more, the only thing that I care about is that she's she grows guavas, which I love, mm-hmm. and she's making this guava jam that she's selling. And apparently, you can use it to make guava drinks with alcohol. Oh, okay. Well, now you got my attention. Okay, now we yeah. got. Okay, I'm gonna bring some, mm-hmm. and we might we might have to try some guava drinks immediately. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining me, Anna. Monday, I'll be back with Alyssa. In the meantime, call or text us your questions for the co-hosts. Check the episode description for the number to our behind the table hotline. Please leave us a review. Please leave us a note. Please leave us a rating. Tell your friends. Follow us. And uh, thank you for listening. And have a great weekend. Shout out to the Bright Guys. Oh, for God's sake. Behind the Table is executive produced by Brian Tedda. Supervising producers are Nathan Getty and Summer Shade, with production assistant Emily Darcy. The vice president of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi. And the executive producer of podcast programming is Laura Mayer. Special thanks to Lori Hogan, Susie Liu, Meg Fierro, Molly Kaiser, Josh Gohan, Ariel Chester, Frankie Perez, Audrey Mostek, and Dana Schaefer. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' Group Text Podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.